Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everybody and welcome to episode 164 for slam fire radio today is july 21st 2016 and i'm one of your hosts kelly the classy one lynn and i'm adriel the hunting gear guy me show hey adriel well hey. guess what what we're alone again we are time yep. to uh time to party i think this time <laughs> yeah just make have to make sure that we clean up afterwards Ah, you know, just uh, wherever the booze has been, make sure you use a marker, uh, one of those like dry erase markers. Let's mark where the booze is at and let's just fill it with water afterwards so it gets to the same level. Hmm. And uh, what else do we need to do? Yeah, but whiskey is not, you know, clear. (laughs) We'll have to get some food coloring too or something. Oh, yeah, we can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trevor and Matthew, they're drinking anyways. They're on the Tuscan uh, wine tour, aren't they? Yeah, I think they uh, they mentioned that to me that they're uh, going to head out to Italy uh, for a, a nice little getaway and uh, yeah. try the wine out there. Yeah, thanks for yeah. taking us, guys. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Oh. Oh well. I'm sure that they're having fun without us. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we can actually have fun without them. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Speaking of fun, what did you do with guns this week? Oh, let's see here. What did I do? Well. Um, after, well, so, uh, Tr- Trevor and Matthew are coming out for this course. Uh, mm-hmm. so they had transferred, uh, uh, the F, uh, Trevor's FNFNS to me mm-hmm. and mailed it over here. So I've, I got that and, uh, I, I really liked it. I really liked the, uh, trigger reset on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like the grip. Uh, the grip is, is, uh, really sharp on it. It's got really sharp checkering. And uh, yeah. it just you... fit my hand really well. And I was looking at these FNFNSs before. Uh-huh. And I, there were uh, regular length ones that were for like four ninety nine. I couldn't find any of those. But I did find a long slide uh, locally here, stainless uh, slide for six nineteen. And That's I find good. some of the mags, those forty cal mags. So I kind of bought some. You bought some. Bought some of the mags. Bought the pistol. Uh-huh. Um, got it all from PND. Um, you know what was really cool? What? I I like after work, five o'clock, I roll into this shop, they close at 5 30, and uh I say, let me see that FNFNS that's on the uh, website, and they show it to me, and I'm like, Yep, that's one. Uh I'll buy it. And uh so I uh, uh ran through all the paperwork and I called the uh the CFO the next day, and they're like, Oh yeah, no, the uh transfer's been approved. Um we'll we can just email you the uh uh transfer notification and uh that's all you'll need. You can go pick it up today. Alberta. <laughs> Alberta. The Alberta. Alberta CFO. They're awesome. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, No, your your conditions are on your license, so uh just bring the printout that's that has the registration uh, number on it and the buyer notification and you can just pick it up and uh, and bring it home. So uh, that's what I did. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I totally wasn't ready for it, but uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a long slide, um, and it's uh, it's kind of neat. It's it's got a 
I guess uh, the the trigger is quite heavy on it so far, but it, okay. I haven't I haven't broken it in um, or or done anything like that. Um, and uh, it's it's got you know a bit of a long uh, trigger on it, but it's very crisp at the end, uh-huh. and uh, the reset is very audible. That was the trigger pull. Here I'll yeah. pull it up to the mic here. There's the uh, there's a slide racking back, and there's the. Uh, uh, there's the sear re-engaging there. So it's got a, a, a real nice clicky, uh, clicky release on that trigger. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, the mags are, are extremely slick in there because they're a metal mag and they've got, uh, quite a bit of wiggle room in the mag well. So, uh, so, so they, they slide right out. They just drop right out of there. No problem. Um, yeah, the, uh, the magazine release is kind of interesting because it's, it's like fully ambi. It'll, it'll go left or it'll go right. Uh-huh. And both buttons are there. I'm not used to that. My my only other pistol is that M&P, and you can reverse the button, but you don't get a choice of either or, right? Either. Yeah, yeah. Trevor, when he was up for the charity shoot, he let me try out his. Uh, I wasn't able to shoot it at the range, but afterwards he gave me his, and I really liked it too. I liked how it fit in my hand. I liked the trigger pull. I liked the fact that it was ambi safety and all that as well. So everything that you're saying, I'm totally agreeing with. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, how much is the uh, trigger pull on it? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so while I was at Wholesale Sports, I picked up a trigger scale. So I've I've been using a fish scale, an accurate fish scale. I've got it like a, yeah. this digital fish scale, but it's got a it's got a hook for a fish, so <laughs> it doesn't grab onto triggers very nicely. It doesn't get that like parallel pull on it that you need with a, a, a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I, I got this through this trigger pull gauge, this RCBS one. And the stupid thing only goes up to like four and a half pounds. So for something like the FNFNS, which is like six, uh, yeah. it, it doesn't work. It maxes out. So what, I end, what I'm going to end up doing is just use the, uh, the little trigger pull bar that comes with the uh, scale mm-hmm. with my digital fish scale because it's, it's very accurate. and uh, That'll work. Yeah, it, it, it seems to work just You're gonna fine. You're going to Frankenstein it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll Frankenstein it a little bit. So, um, I mean, that's, uh, that's all the stuff I bought. The, uh, the other thing that I, I did mention there was, um, uh, I did a, a three gun course, uh, not course, uh, match, uh, last weekend as well. I did, yeah. That's, I, I dominated on shotgun. I got second fastest on, on one stage and I got the fastest on the other stage by far, like nice. 30% faster than everyone else, which is somewhat similar to last match where I got one of them, I was 50% faster than everyone. So, you remember I was talking about, uh, you know, I wanted to get better at my shotgun and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to really not like get better at it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done that part. Uh, the part that, uh, that I didn't do so well on, uh, was shooting a slug out of my shotgun. I had to do an 80 yard shot with my, with my shotgun and it was hitting, uh, substantially higher than I thought it was, it was hitting. So I wasn't able to hit the target and my pistol work mm. was terrible. So of course I didn't uh, practice that? any fundamentals. I, uh, I I just bought a new pistol. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're supposed to fix. Uh, you know, when if if you're bad at at the pistol, you're just supposed to buy a yeah. new one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not the person. It's the it's the pistol, right? It's the equipment. You use the M and P, right? Yeah, I had an M and P with with an Apex trigger kit on it, though. So that I, I can't complain about the trigger too much. Um, and I really can't complain about the pistol. The pistol has been like flawless for me. It's been, uh, uh, nice and reliable. Um, it's, it's just, it's just worked for so long, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, uh, I just felt like trying something else. And, uh, 
I, the thing that this having this new pistol is, is going to force me to do as well is is pull a trigger a lot more while I get used to it. So uh, I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah getting a lot more trigger time on the pistol, and uh, I need to practice one-handed shooting a lot more because that's what we had going at my club at uh, on the weekend here, mm-hmm. and I'm not good at it. <laughs> one-handed. Weekend we, or one-handed? We were doing strong hand, okay. but uh, we, you had to carry a forty-four pound kettlebell in your left hand to kind of simulate like your left your left arm mm-hmm. is down. Yeah. Uh, so you have to shoot one-handed, and my accuracy was just abysmal, just terrible. How when we far, got to what, say how again, how far did you have to actually carry the kettlebell though? Oh, not too far. You know, the, the, the kettlebell wasn't like the weight was nothing. It was more of like simulating your one arm being down. Yeah. That wasn't the part that threw me. The part was that threw me was trying to shoot one handed and, uh, and just not, you know, not having my, uh, uh, not having enough practice doing it yeah. and doing a terrible job. We had another uh, stage where we could go two handed and my accuracy was nice. It was like I was punching, uh, nice close rounds on target, but my one handed was just, just terrible. <laughs> oh. Okay. I didn't know. Sometimes, you know, if you're having to drag something a long distance, you know, you're breathing and just settling in, but it wasn't any of that. It's just no one. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just the fact that I was shooting it one handed. Um, so like my, I, I was, I was pretty happy with my rifle. I wasn't, I wasn't as fast as, as some of the better shooters uh, on the course, but I, I, I was fine with my accuracy and fine with, uh, even fine with my speed. You know, I was top five on that side. So I don't really mind that too much. It's just my pistol really hurt me and those slugs really took me down in the, in the stage. I ended up, uh, placing ninth out of, uh, 22 shooters. Still uh, not bad. Not bad. I think, well, last time I, I placed second. Uh, so like my misses on my pistol, mm-hmm. uh, stage really, really hurt me. And uh, that's the piece I need to get better. That's the piece I'm going to work on. So I thought, why not work on it with uh, with a new pistol? But uh, yeah, that's I mean, uh, that's good uh, idea. And you don't mind the checkering? No, I don't the, mind the, the checkering stippling? at all. No, yeah. it's it's uh, it's fine. It's uh, I don't know if it's like um, uh, Trevor's is quite a bit, uh, maybe even a little bit sharper than this because I can I can really grip this one. Yeah, it's it it it. You can feel it in the hand if you if you really give it a death grip. But uh, I don't know. That's good, right? Then it won't move. It won't move. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Now Trevor had. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say my shout out for the end of the show because I've been bugging Trevor about so much stuff about this gun. But he pointed out uh, uh, that the holsters uh, they work with M and P holsters. Mm-hmm. So the short version runs with the short version M and P holster. The long version runs with the long version. Unfortunately, he pointed that out too late, so I've already got one on the way. But uh, uh, he pointed that out, and then uh, mag pouches as well. So I still have to go pick up some uh, mag pouches, but I'm going to try to get like a. Uh, maybe like a four pack or something like that, so I can get it a little bit tighter on my belt. Because I have to, like, if if I was just running Ipsic, I'd I'd probably get uh, singles, so I could run it a little bit more uh, tactically and fast. But uh-huh. uh, given that I'm in three gun, I I kind of have like my belt space is at a premium, uh, so I might run one of yeah. those quads where it's just four mags in uh, in one in one carrier kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, th- three gun was uh, was a ton of fun. Uh, I, I designed two of the stages. They're both a lot of fun. Uh, the oh, rifle yeah. stages were, were good. Like it's all, uh, it's starting to really shape up uh, the uh, the club. And it's uh, it's getting to a point now where we can run our stages. We can run our matches. Everything runs. No one got DQ'd uh, <laughs> this, this match, which is a good thing, I think. <laughs> um, 
and uh, and, it, and yeah, everything's running nice and smooth. So it's uh, it's the the club and the uh, league is getting to a really a, a point now where we're doing a lot of shooting and it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm, I'm really good. enjoying it. Yeah. Did you ever figure out anything on sponsorship? You were thinking about doing something once uh, so i like. i i sent the letter to um uh to the executive um uh, saying like hey everyone here's a standard uh, sponsorship letter i'm thinking of doing this uh um now whenever you're talking to a committee uh you usually uh, like the way i do it is speak up or else i'm going with this right. like say something otherwise like I'm not, I'm not waiting for approval from anyone and uh someone wants me to wait for approval so <clears throat> I am doing nothing, and uh, they didn't. They didn't like the fact that I had in there. Like I'm just using these for prizes, right? So I'm just uh-huh. trying to solicit prizes from local retailers. And uh, uh, the the uh, one of the executives from my club didn't like that it had like or cash value in there. So I had pri- like we're looking for these kind of prizes or cash value, and and they didn't like the idea of cash in there. And I said, well, I mean, I don't have to take cash. I could just take it out. And he's like, no, we gotta. You guys have to get a proposal for this and submit it at the next club meeting and politics, uh, politics. Um, I'm out. I'll <laughs> I'll leave that to my uh, <laughs> to the to the three gun president to uh, to handle with. <laughs> right. Because I'm not uh, I'm not dealing with politics there. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but, politics. Uh, yeah. Always there. I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I mean, I just I'm I'm the kind of person who just wants to go go go. I just want to like get stuff done. And uh, any any kind of hold back, and I just lose all my speed, and I'll I'll wait until I get approval before I start moving on it again. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. What were you up to uh, this week in guns? I didn't do a lot. I actually went to SFRC. I was there on Saturday, just trying to see if I could pick up my ten twenty two. Had a look around, chatted with uh, everyone there. Ten twenty two wasn't ready, um, but. I got it tonight, so yay. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I still have to switch out uh, a couple of things on it, but it's it came back and it's ready. Yay. Um, yeah. What all, uh, uh, what all did they do uh, what, else? what all did they do? Yeah. Uh, they took the backside off. Um, yeah, and you're right. It's dovetailed. I had a look at it after he took it off. <laughs> and he also uh, put a cleaning hole through the receiver as right. well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had he had one of Kevin's guns. He was switching out the barrel, the ACR, so that it would, uh, and he was going to authorize it as well. So oh, that, cool! Right, going from restricted to non-restricted. So mm-hmm. he worked on Kevin's, and then my ten twenty two just sat there. I'm just going. I want it back. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So I have I have to switch out the uh, the rail. Um, I bought a longer rail for it just because of the fact that I had the shorter rail on top and my, yeah, my scope is not uh, forward enough on it. I was finding when I was in seated uh, using it or if I, uh, yeah, it just wasn't in the right spot. I just needed a little bit more forward. So hmm. I needed to buy a new rail for it and buying a new rail for it meant that I had to take the backside off of it. So you know how things go, right? <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't get a, a cantilever mount for it that would uh, that would let you run a little bit further forward. I could have, but yeah, I just wanted to get yeah. a yeah. rail over the top. So yeah, so did that, and we did not go to the range because uh, Kevin's moving. Uh, so Kevin, if anybody doesn't know, Kevin is uh, my boyfriend. Um, he's moving back to Kingston, and uh, so we went to his place on Sunday, which is usually our day to go to the range. 
and we were packing up his place. Uh, so yeah, I found all where all the stockpile of uh, uh, twenty two is because it's in his uh, it's in his room there. So <laughs> you found out where all the you know we've been short on twenty two in Canada for a while now. You found yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, uh, I have this little thing with OCD and organizing things. So he said, I have, do I have a job for you? He said, um, he said, okay, so go and find all of my ammo and I want you to sort it. So I ended up sorting it. And then did I, Kevin lives in an apartment building and, uh, yeah, so it doesn't have an elevator. So we were slugging this stuff up and down stairs, um, from three floors downstairs. And yeah, do you know how much, or sorry, how heavy a milk crate box full of uh, 22 ammo is? <laughs> and it was, uh, and did I tell idea. you that Ontario has had 40 degree weather for the past two weeks, right? <laughs> anyway. Oh, gross. <laughs> it, yeah, we were dripping in the sweat and everything, but everything is nicely sorted and yeah, everything's labeled and yeah, anyways. That's so, like a hot CrossFit kind of a thing, right? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. We're talking about doing some personal training. I said, we don't have to go tonight. We, we've just done it and all that. This stuff, I know where to realize, probably about 75 pounds worth of ammo in each box, right? I believe it. And just slugging it down the stairs. It was it was fun, but it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're at our limit for ammo. That's to be stored. Anyways. You know what? You know you're at the limit when the shelves start to bend. Bulge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to figure out where we're going to put it. We, I think we need some more new um, shelves and all that because of the fact that with my ammo and his ammo, we got a lot of ammo. Anyways, with uh, with twenty two, did he? Bu- is it mostly one brand, or did he just kind of buy whatever he could get his hands no. on? No, for- no, 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 no. It's all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah, you know, we've got, oh, I don't know. We got pretty much anything you can think of. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's, we've got a lot of it. So. <laughs> yeah. One of my buddies is, uh, is really into 22 and when federal bulk was on sale, oh, this would have been four years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, he got, uh, 20,000 rounds and that's, uh, that's heavy. yeah 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 it is a heavy yeah so we moved him and uh, yeah so upcoming events james w calling james w (laughs) (laughs) you won buddy send us an email let us know that you actually have heard us i'm wondering if he's heard the last couple episodes what do you think probably not Uh, we did try to facebook him though yeah we did Mm-hmm. Still no response, so. Putting our effort well, in. Yeah, we want to give you your uh, SKS uh, stock there. Hmm. Okay, uh, the next one is the 2016 uh, CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championships at Wapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie. It's September 1st to the 4th. And, Adriel, we talked about this last week, about the fact that we're just running through, when we get something, we'll do the big whole spiel, but after we've read it once, we're just going to give them yeah. 
right? Yeah, we talked about that. So we can just, we can rip through these here. I'll, uh, I'll grab a couple. Sure. Uh, the next one we have here is the Active Killer Defense Course. That's August 21st in London, Ontario. Uh, Rick Woods is also going to do an urban pistol course in Barrie, Ontario on September 17th. Yep. The Practical Shooters of Canada is proud to announce the first Canadian Precision Rifle Series match. That's happening uh, at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford, Ontario. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge will be from September 2nd to 4th. I'm saying that right? Meaford? Mayford? It's Meaford. Meaford. Yep. Yay! Yep. <laughs> you got it. The uh, 2016 Algonquin Cup will be taking place at the Eagle Lake uh, Gun Club in Sunridge, Ontario, September 18th. Mm-hmm. And August 2021st is the Earl Green of uh, Phaseline Green Tactical. They'll be at the Regina Wildlife Federation for a two-day carbine course. And we're going to put the link in there. And from Sean Raps, July CQM. A match starts on uh, July 23rd. Hmm. That's two days. Uh, at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, July. So match ends July 23rd. Location Regina. Um, and... Uh, Hmm. Yeah. And the last one is from Jason, our friend out in Alberta as well. It's July 29th to the 31st. The, it's going to be the provincials or the BC provincial plays. So we're going to have the link for that. That one just came in. So, yeah. 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 We'll add that into the show notes. Yeah. So you uh, wanted to talk about in the news, uh, the Massachusetts assault weapons ban. So. Yeah. So uh, Massachusetts has, uh, has banned variants of the and themselves the ak-47 and the ar-15 mm-hmm. um they, they, i actually saw one of the uh press releases or sorry press uh what are they what do they call those where they have like the the, the press conference there we go sorry oh, okay the press conference where they were showing uh what makes an assault rifle and it was hilarious it was just like the uh the assault weapon span that the u.s did in 94 uh, they had the they had, they had a picture of an AR-15, and they were circling all the naughty bits on it: <laughs> the pistol grip, the flash hider, <laughs> that evil flash hider. They had <laughs> the charging handle was one of those evil parts on it too. <laughs> it's scary. That's why they say right. <laughs> well, the charging handle was so weird. It's like okay, well. Every gun out there has a handle of some kind on there. A bolt has a bolt. A pump has like a, a pump on it. Uh, semi-automatics will either have a reciprocating or non-reciprocating charging handle. I mean, everything's got a charging handle of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess uh, people in Massachusetts were sorry. And you're probably going to be, I don't know, running with the Troy PAR or... Uh, or some sort of uh, New York legal AR or something that's not an AR entirely, right? Yeah. Now, the, the NRA is formulating something to to combat this, or that's what I heard. Anyways, obviously, they're going to challenge it, so. You bet, yeah. 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 We're going to try to challenge it and, and challenge the uh, constitutionality of it. Right. Yeah. And they're not doing it specifically. It's any combat-style weapons. They're, they want to get them off the street, they say. So any combat-style weapons? Yeah, we have... Uh, we have. So here's the quote. We have a moral and legal responsibility to ensure that combat weapon-style... Sorry, combat-style weapons are off the street and out of the hands of those who would use them to kill innocent people. Oh, they have to, uh, they have to ban longbows, then. That's a combat uh, uh, weapon. 
<laughs> it's a really old combat weapon, <laughs> but, but long longbows used to be the the military sidearm of choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure that the NRA is going to be uh, um, going to court with us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Too bad. And well, I mean that on top of this this most recent California uh, uh, gun grab and gun ban. I mean, there's. Uh, there's definitely some have and have not states in terms of uh, in terms of uh, gun rights. Yeah, there is, and also, well, we know that New York State is uh, horrible as well. So, well, and you know the, the the terrible thing is that no one's no one's going to look at the statistics of this in ten years and see any difference. They're just gonna uh-huh. they're just gonna see, yeah, California did what California did, and uh, there was no change on 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 crime for better or for worse. Uh, we just put this law into place and nothing happened, right? Right. Yeah. Nothing happened. Exactly. Yeah. And on that note, can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. Jason, I'm sorry your blood pressure is going up. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jason lives in California. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he listens to us. Last time we talked about it, his blood pressure went up. Okay. On that note, we also have our own topic to talk about, right? You bet. A it's little bit more a- Canada focused. Yeah, it's not always rosy here in Canada. So, nope. yeah, we've got our uh, we've got our silliness as well. And uh, this latest one is this. It's not even really a reclassification because it's just noises that they're going to reclassify it, and they're starting to. Uh, well, the full story: the RCMP uh, right. Firearms Lab has determined that uh, 1022s that are above 10 rounds in capacity are prohibited devices. Right. So. Was it 2011 that the uh, uh, bulletin, special bulletin, came out, number 72? I believe it was, and then they, re- they redid it in 2013, correct? Uh, yeah, it's been done a couple of different times, yeah. Right. So, in regards to the 1022, uh, so it was a rifle. So, any magazines that were manufactured for use in a rifle are not... Uh, so, bulletin number 72 says that any... Um, any magazines designed to contain rimfire cartridges and designed for or manufactured for use in a rifle do not have a regulated capacity. So most people are saying, oh, well, you know what? I can use the 25-round uh, capacity Butler Creek magazines, and it's totally legal, right? Right. That, that's what people are thinking. So, um, yeah. Well, the RCMP are thinking that that's not the case. So... Yeah, they're looking at uh, it's it's this Ruger Charger, which is a, a pistol version of the 1022 or a short-barreled rifle version of the 1022. Mm-hmm. Really, like whatever you want to call it, it's shorter, and uh, it takes the same magazines that the 1022 does. Now, right. given it was released a lot later than even these 25-round magazines were released, mm-hmm. but uh, um, because pistols are limited to 10 round magazines right. the RCMP is using this to tr- attempt to go back in time and say that these 1022 mags were designed for a pistol right now okay so the Ruger 1022 charger pistol was introduced in 2007 in the United States but it was um, taken off the market because of the fact that it did not have a magazine that went into the pistol grip it you know, it's forward of the pistol grip. So because of the fact that they are not, it's considered a short barrel 
rifle. It was taken off the market and it was reintroduced in 2014. So it came out in 2014 again, but now the RCMP is looking at it again because <clears throat> it's been reintroduced. These magazines were introduced before that. So, right. So. Yeah, I mean, they had uh, they had some magazines. Uh, so just keep in mind, listeners, the, the magazine laws we have here in Canada, there's, there's really mm-hmm. two ways you can do this. Um, uh, you could either uh, limit magazines by what they're used in, which turns out to be a nightmare because what happens if I have a bag, uh, uh, let's say a, a rifle bag, and I have a Troy PAR and an AR-15 and I'm going to the range, uh, right. what am I regulated by the, by the rifle that's in if I've got two different rifles that take, that take the same kind of magazine? Well, that would be silly, right? It's, it would be a really difficult to enforce. So they chose, and I, I believe that they, they chose pragmatically, they chose to limit magazines based on what they're made for, right. not what they're used in, not like any of that kind of thing. If you make a magazine and it's uh, uh, it meets the requirements of what it's, uh, uh, what it's designed for, mm-hmm. it's not prohibited and you can use it for whatever you want to. You could you know, jam some 223 in there sideways. And if you can get that to feed, well, more power to you. Uh, but it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to regulate these things and to enforce the, the laws as they're written, making them as what the magazine is designed for and manufactured for. Right. Which, the thing, go, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. So which which makes it uh, uh, in these situations really silly because, okay, now we've got, this rifle, which takes these mags, and these mags have been around for a long time, and now we have this pistol that takes the same mags. Now, what what should the limit be? Uh, well, if technically, according to the the wording of the law, the magazine should be limited to what they're designed for. So, for your rifle 1022 mags, they should say on the side, designed for rifle, and they're not limited at all. And the ones that say designed for the charger pistol should be limited to 10. According to the letter of the law. Now, never mind what the RCMP is putting in bulletins or what their interpretation of it is. Right. There's no bulletin right now. It's just... (laughs) So what's basically happened is they've sent a letter to various retailers saying, pull them off the shelves. They're prepping it to say, we're going to be putting out a a bulletin on this. Mm -hmm. And so the retailers are pulling these off the shelves because of the fact that they're saying they're prohibited. Yes, and they've um, they've instructed importers, uh, just the bigger importers, mind you, that uh, that this will be prohibited and that uh, they shouldn't be importing them. Correct. Right. So this is the RCMP interpreting a law that they don't aren't they don't make the laws. Well, and but, you know, they they tried doing the, the, this was very very similar to what they tried doing with the uh, with the fifty Beowulf magazines. Right. Uh, not that long ago, they were saying, oh, you know what? These are dual use. These are designed uh, to be used in an AR-15. That's, there, there's no such thing as dual use in, in the uh, Firearms Act, in, 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 in the criminal code. Uh, so they're, they're kind of making up some of this stuff. And this, this latest one with the 1022 is, is really ridiculous because they're claiming that uh, these 1022 mags were designed and manufactured for the Ruger Charger pistol when they were made f- far in advance of the Ruger Charger pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said, but they're interchangeable. It's the 1022 platform magazine. So, yeah. 
So they're well, manufactured was... for both the rifle and the handgun, so therefore they fall into the 10-round capacity. Yeah, yeah there was so. no platform thing around. <laughs> There's no such thing as a platform uh, in there. Um, so that it should it should just be rifle mags or rifle mags, pistol mags or pistol mags, and that's the end of it. It should be, but they don't see it that way. No, I guess they don't. <laughs> no, so I mean, this is uh, this is still pretty new and pretty developing. Um, I, th- I think we I started to hear about this uh, two days ago. Yep. And uh, do you remember who initially broke it? I thought it was a, a, a shooting club. It was. It was the uh, Moncton Fish and Game Club, I believe. Uh, they received a letter from the CFO in, well, it's New Brunswick. So about the fact that they're not, that the 25-round mags are for hip now. Yeah. Um, so it was just a letter. Again, mm-hmm. there is no bulletin that's come out. There's no bulletin, and uh, the law hasn't changed, but the RCMP is enforcing it as they see it. So uh, imports are stopped, and uh, they've instructed some of the larger retailers not to sell them because they're prohibited. That being said, there's some word out there that Wholesale Sports still has them on the shelf, and they're selling them. Oh, really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe they just didn't uh, didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I contacted some of the retailers here, and they hadn't gotten any memos yet. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm surprised because they're pretty big retailers. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're checking into it as well. But um, yeah, they haven't pulled anything either. So, interesting, yep. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So the options that they gave or they're giving is the you can actually uh, find your receipts for these um, these magazines. Uh, that prove that you bought them prior to, I believe it's 2007 now, because um, that's when the uh, charger came out. Or you can have your magazines pinned to 10, or you can just turn them in. So, wait, the the, the RCMP have offered grandfathering in with this, if you have well, a receipt? Yeah, that's what I've, uh, that's what I've read. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, they did that in the states with uh, with, with uh, pre ban uh, magazines yeah. and that kind of thing. But how how do you track that and enforce it? You don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Oh, it's so ridiculous. they're basic. So they're basically saying what you'd like. What they you should do is turn them in, so that they can be destroyed or have them pinned. Bah no. Bah. No. It's, it's no. Dead. Well, what what do you think the rough like? How many people out there do you think are now criminals because uh, because these are now prohibited? Because I, I would hazard a guess that ten twenty twos. Let's see, there's two million uh, gun owners here in Canada licensed. I would I would hazard a guess that that we've got what like half a million ten twenty twos, hundred thousand somewhere around. Well, there? I'm going to say this: out of the two people who are on this call, half of the people have. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. I mean, the 1022 I'm not is saying which one? <laughs> like what? The most popular semi-automatic 22? Easily, Correct. easily. And uh, everyone I know who's got a 1022 runs uh, the the 10 rounders, of course. And then they also they have the uh, most of them have a couple of these t- these 25 rounders. So, right. uh, you know, I think the the RCMP has attempted to. Uh, you know, make make like a hundred thousand people cr- paper criminals overnight with this thing. Yeah, well, they're doing the interpretation, and 
and right now our advocacy groups are, are contacting, challenging, different, doing a whole bunch of different things about it as well. Yeah, exactly. Right? I heard. Um, well, I actually read an, an article that Caliber had done. Um, they they they've put calls in the CSSA has put calls in and and the other uh, the other groups are working on this as well. So it's good to see that the uh, it's good to see some advocacy groups you know getting out there and, and acting on something because uh, the only reason I understand it why the uh, the fifty Beowulf uh, prohibition didn't go further mm-hmm. uh, was because of the outcry afterwards. Uh, after you know we got caught wind that that something was going to happen because they didn't they didn't get to a point of making it illegal and putting out a bull- bulletin saying that these are illegal they stopped the import- importation of some of them mm-hmm. and uh, and that's about as far as it went. I believe that's the same thing with the most recent petition that we, was put in as well for the AR fifteen if mm. I'm not mistaken as well. Yeah, they kept yeah. it from going to anyways. We need to confirm that. Um, yeah. So what should we be doing in the interim there, Adriel? Well, you know, lots of people are saying lots of different things. Some people are saying like, oh, to pin them to 10 rounds. Uh, uh, some people um, who are, you know, not or very risk averse might destroy theirs or try to hand it into the police to destroy. Um, I wouldn't do anything in terms of the mags themselves. Uh, if, if, if I owned one of these magazines and, and, uh, I would encourage everyone, even if they don't own one of these magazines, uh, to get in, in contact with their MP's office and, uh, to email the, uh, uh, public safety's officer as well, uh, Ralph Goodall, mm-hmm. uh, you can reach him at ralph.goodale, G-O-O-D-A-L-E at parl.gc.ca. I'll throw that into the uh, show notes as well. Or actually, um, Rod's got a uh, a link on what to do with this, so I might uh, I might just link to his uh, what letter. to do kind of a thing. Yeah, yep. Rod's got a nice letter on this that uh, that talks about you know what to uh, email out and, uh, and and just some some wording to think about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a good place to start from. Right. Yeah, Rod Giltaka from uh, the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. He did up a, a letter. So, yeah, we should post that. People can use it as well. They can email both your MP. Uh, you can find that on the parliamentary uh, website, but also R- Ralph Goodall. You can also call the CFOs, your provincial CFOs. Uh, we can put the 1-800 number in there if people don't have it. And just to, you know, talk to the firearms uh, program uh, people there and let them know that, you know what, we're not bad people. Yeah, I mean, I, we we need to we need to make some noise about this because this is the RCMP overstepping their bounds. They're they're interpreting the law um, to meet their own agenda, and and part of uh, why I'm saying that is I saw an email out, uh, for, like an official statement from them on this, and it had something to the effect of, and you know, these are high capacity magazines; these are dangerous for people to have in their hands, kind of a thing, and that's that's just ridiculous. There's so many. Like thousands and thousands of 1022 owners out there who just enjoy, you know, shooting pop cans and shooting at the the oh, uh, gravel pit. They're dangerous to gophers. <laughs> that very <laughs> true, very true. They're very dangerous to gophers. You got to reload at, at some point, and that takes you like an hour. But <laughs> they're very dangerous while they're loaded <laughs> to to those gophers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're not. Anyways, they're 22. Exactly. They're 22. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I really dislike the idea of the RCMP, um, 
because our, our firearms laws are somewhat vaguely worded, I don't like the idea of the RCMP uh, taking charge and pushing forward on their agenda and their version of what they think these words mean because uh, a comma here is missing or a comma there is, is, is inserted and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, pistols and rifles or the, the mm-hmm. pistols that are center fire and rim fire and, you know, there, the, the, it isn't a, a really clear code that was written originally. It was written in the mid nineties by the Liberal Party and they didn't know you know, their butt from the hole in the ground. So they didn't write a really good set of uh, strong laws that made a lot of sense on this stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I really dislike the idea of this ambiguous wording being interpreted by a, a group that just doesn't have the, the uh, thoughts of firearms owners in their, in their mind, right? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens the first time that somebody gets charged and challenges it. Yeah, there was um there's a firearms lawyer here in Alberta who was calling for uh he wanted uh, to run a test case in Alberta. So he was looking for um he was looking for someone who owned one of those, didn't have a criminal record and was willing to take it to court kind of a thing because uh as a lawyer he can uh, he can challenge. I mean, that's the only way you you really set precedence on this kind of thing is right. someone's got to get charged or you ha- you have to make a case, make it make a case happen, and uh, and fight it in court to uh, to win. Set precedents. Yep. Yeah, he's taking it pro bono, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm. Just, I don't I don't know if anyone would volunteer to get charged and have to then pay out of pocket for it too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that would be really generous of someone to do, but uh, yeah. no, I think it would be uh, yeah charging uh, like like taking it to them and uh, taking the fight back to them. So I think that's uh, I think it's a good thing, and I think that we need to uh, we need to we need to get those guys back in line because the, they're they're just really pushing their uh, their mandate, and uh, they shouldn't be. Well, sometimes, uh, hey, you know what? As you said, everything's it's really vague. So interpretation, right? Some people interpret one thing one way. Some people, it's to suit who's ever need it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's they're definitely uh, ambiguous. I would think that uh, if you were to examine safety right now and, and look at what's happening right now. Well, there's a bunch of people illegally using pistols to shoot each other. That's 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 the cold hard reality of of homicide here in here in Canada. It's mm-hmm. with pistols, um a lot of crime involved and uh, a lot of a, a big chunk of those pistols aren't legal. So <laughs> what are we making laws for here? We've we've already got laws saying not to shoot each other. We've already got laws on uh, on restricting handguns and restricting their movement. Uh, and yet, for some reason, criminals are still doing it. It's almost like, you know, pot's illegal here in Canada, too. And yet it happens a whole heck of a lot. It, you know, you can make some more laws about it. People are still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not. Yeah, the criminals are, they're getting their guns and then they're not going to the store to buy them. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's just, there, there are handguns that, that are primarily being used for this kind of thing. And, uh, when the RCMP starts talking about 1022s and Mo- the, the Mossberg 715 would be another version of that. The Mossberg came out with a pistol and therefore their mags got limited to 10 as well. So, um, there's that ridiculousness. There's the Blaze 47 being uh, interpreted as, uh, an AK 47 variant, which I believe is still the case. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, this stuff is ridiculous. It's not, it's not helping crime. You want to help crime, you know, uh, stop pistols from, from, uh, getting, uh, illegally smuggled into the country, stop criminals from using them. Hey, good luck with that. 
and uh, you know work on uh, work on where the crime is happening. Right. Be proactive instead yeah. of reactive. Don't bug the don't bug the people shooting gophers on their farm with a ten twenty two. Yeah, because seriously, what do you use yeah. a ten twenty two for? Seriously. Anyways, or it's the criminals who are afraid of the big bang. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My they don't like ears. the uh, they don't like the recoil of anything yeah. strong. So ten twenty two instead. The big noise. I'm afraid. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about that? So, uh, Kelly, are uh, are you a paper criminal right now? I'm not. You're I'm not taking the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I had some of those mags a, a, a while ago, and uh, I've I've lost them uh, in a, a tragic boating accident. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to wait a little bit and see. Um, like the advocacy groups will will be fighting this yeah. thing hard. I'd like to see uh, uh, that uh, that uh, lawyer in Alberta get a court case on this, mm-hmm. and uh, this should get straightened out. <laughs> well, you would hope it, it would get straightened out really quickly, given that there's likely hundreds of thousands of people out there who are now paper criminals. But uh, we'll see. This, these kinds of things, uh, I don't have much hope for them to go that quickly. Yeah. No, I'm figuring there's going to be something soon. Whether Hopefully. One would up- hope. Updated bulletin or... Yeah, somebody's going to find it. So, just an updated bulletin that says uh, from the RCP Crime Lab. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it looks like those mags came out first, and they've been legal for like I don't know a decade. Uh, you guys can just keep using them. Don't worry yeah. about it. We made a mistake. Wouldn't that Wouldn't that be great? We made a mistake. Sorry. Just keep doing what you were doing before. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, there's All something right. about you know they they've got a lot of eyes on them, so they 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 can't really uh, they can't really just flat out say they're wrong, right? No, they can't. Yeah. But it'd be nice if they could. It would be nice. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, listener feedback. We got nothing. Nothing. Oh come on, guys! Send us an email or two. Throw us a bone. <laughs> 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 we had a lot last week, so. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot next week with uh, uh, SummerSlam and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should actually probably get some – next week's probably going to be about the SummerSlam. What do you think? Uh, yeah. It'll, Good chance. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably have some feedback on that. So, But if you do want to send us an email about SummerSlam or not about SummerSlam – or about Trevor and Matthew being in Tuscany, uh, you can actually send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially uh, your favorite spots in Tuscany. That's probably mm. what I know. Yeah. yeah, under the Tuscan <laughs> sun. Okay, <laughs> iTunes review. Do you want to read it? Read the uh, review from Jonesy? Yes, we've got Jonesy ATPL from Canada. Five stars, of course. Yeah. Title, consistently entertaining and informative. Listening to the wrong show, I think. He's using big words. Yep. Review. Trevor and Matt have come a long way from that drunken CRR episode. Was it number 72? I didn't think Matthew drank that much. Uh, Seriously, I am amazed at the quality of guests they can con into coming on to the show. Not to mention the two well-spoken, classy, and gear-laden people who have been a great addition to the cast. Thanks to these guys, I have been... Uh, better able to argue my pro-gun and libertarian stance in life to those who are, well, wrong. 
<laughs> it has also prompted me to expand my participation into my hobby that has been with me since around age eight by starting reloading, joining the CSSA, soon CCFR as well, etc. I've also been introduced to another great podcast thanks to a recent guest. We'll be leaving a review for the Canadian Patriot Podcast next. Keep up the great work, guys. I am spreading the word as best as I can on your quality show. Now I just need a SFR t-shirt to match the Black Bullet Mike uh, one. My last favorite podcast sold me. Subtle hint. Thanks for keeping me entertained while working around the homestead and driving to work. All the best, Jonesy. Hmm. That was nice of him. Yeah, it was uh, very uh, complimentary. It was. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to get some T-shirts out to people. Maybe make some T-shirts first, though, right? I think we need to make some more because uh, <laughs> Matthew was saying, like, yeah, do you want a T-shirt? I'm like, yeah, just send me extra large, and uh, we didn't have any. So maybe we need to make some more. I think he's in charge of that. Uh, Not me. Not yeah. me. I call Matthew. it. Not it. Not it. Ready? Not yep, it. Yep, not it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew or Trevor, what are you guys? <laughs> Let's just volunteer Matthew. There we go. Matthew, you're it. <laughs> awesome. Jonesy, you can send your emails to Matthew <laughs> about wanting a t-shirt. Please send your size. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's it for iTunes. Uh, we, yeah, send us a five-star five rating because those are the ones that count. Right? Right, Absol- Yeah. Yeah. We don't take any, any other kind. Yeah. So, right now we have uh, 106 from Canada. 28 from the States. We even got to Australia, the United uh, Kingdom, and also Lithuania sending us in some reviews and five stars. So, you know what? We're looking for other countries, too. So, you know, spread the love. Definitely. And, that. and uh, yeah, and, you know, the, it was very nice of Joan to, to send us a complimentary one, but you can make it, you know, not so complimentary. We'll still read it, too. <laughs> as long as it's five stars. <laughs> as long as it, that's the threshold. It has to be five stars. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Adriel, do you have any shout-outs? Oh, this one's going to make me feel dirty. Uh, <laughs> I I got a shout-out to the Alberta CFO. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I rolled into P&D, uh, uh, put my cash down for this pistol at 5 p.m. They ran it through their online system. The next day at noon, I called in, asked it, uh, well, you know, uh, to complete the transfer, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the uh, yeah, I see the transfer in here. Um, I could just email you this, uh, you know, this buyer notice, and you can just go get it." <laughs> so oh, okay. they e- they emailed it to me, and I went and got it uh, that day. So, you know, day to day, I just uh, I I picked less than twenty four hours really, and and I had that uh, I had that handgun at my house. So that's pretty quick, and that's good uh, yeah, and it was it was pretty good service. So. Um, as as dirty as I feel saying it, like thank you, Alberta CFO. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any of them are. That'd be weird. Uh, yeah, they listen. Huh. I'm sure they do. All right. Uh, Trevor said that he is sad that he didn't make it tonight, but he did want to give a huge shout out to Fred, the Squire, for all his help with Summer Slam. So just a shout out to him as well. So yeah. And I have one. Uh, it's going out to all those heroes who don't wear capes. Those are the, our friends in the military and also firefighters and that as well. Um, 
tomorrow I'm going to be attending uh, a funeral for one of the uh, one of the gentlemen that I work with. He used to be in the military, uh, and uh, he he works in corrections. And uh, yeah, he recently lost his life uh, uh, going into a fire. So I just wanted to say, you know what? Hey guys, thanks for everything. You know, yeah, heroes they don't all wear capes. So definitely, thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so on that note, uh, please join one of our national firearm uh, associations, such as the uh, Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights or the CSSA. You know what? As you can see, they're trying to fight for us for our rights, uh, especially with the recent thing with the 1022. So go out and support them, join them, you know, join the cause in that as well. Uh, check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Uh, yeah, you can leave us a little message there too if you want uh, in that thread there too. Um, we'll respond. And uh, also on Facebook, give us a like. We're at uh, 1,477 likes right now. And, uh, well, we got 107 thumbs ups, 10 gold stars and counting, uh, which is good. That's like almost doubled in like a month. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two flukes, two manatee flippers, two kangaroo thumbs, and one safe space. Uh, and no more dingo parts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, uh, yeah. no more dingo parts. We're gonna have to actually. We got a lot of, uh, you know, animal parts. Anyways, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. On that note, any final words of wisdom there, Adriel? Oh, curse you, Trevor, for getting me into the FN gain. Now I'm in the. Uh, now I've drank the Kool Aid. We'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> hmm. You're gonna have to give us a review. <laughs> well, Trevor's Trevor's owned it. He uh, and I, I would argue, as far as polymer pistols go, that guy is way more qualified than me. <laughs> you want to talk about like if we were if we were reviewing like bolt action rifles or something like that? Hook me up. I I know my stuff there, but I have a polymer pistol other than this hmm. one. <laughs> I've got a go ahead. I've got a sample size of one to compare against this. So <laughs> the M and P, yeah, yeah. But you like it, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Go use it. Give us a review and all that. And yeah, Trevor, I think he actually, I don't know, maybe he gets, you know, rights or he gets shares in the company. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> maybe. I think, think it's, uh, I think it's funny when you go to the FN website to learn about the pistol that in the banner that's scrolling at the top there. It's, um, thank it, you, Trevor. It's like, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Trevor. They've also got like, Oh, also, uh, yeah, crew served weapons and <laughs> grenade oh. launchers, and because it's 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 all their their military stuff, right? So yeah. their uh, their pistols are just like military hardware to them, and they're like, well, if if you're gonna get a thousand of those, you might as well get a couple of crew served grenade launchers at the same time. <laughs> well, you might as well. Yeah, like, really shows serious. their priorities. <laughs> yeah, just get a grenade launcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, on that note, I just really hope that all the guys uh, have fun at SummerSlam. And, uh, yeah, have a great week, you guys. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.